0: Welcome to the Self-Care Society podcast with your hosts, Celia Williamson, Ashley Kucher, Louis Guardiola, and Carrie Shaw, a podcast devoted to those whose job it is to help others get or remain mentally, physically, and emotionally healthy, but who also need to take care of themselves. And how we're going to do this? By first showing you the filtered, pretty version of success, and then the real struggles, real work, and raw grit it took to get there, how they took care of themselves and also achieved their goals while doing it. Together, we will work with you to improve and maintain your internal health and growth while helping you achieve your external goals and your next professional achievement in life. And we're excited to show you how to follow your own individual and unique path and achieve the dreams you have while taking good care of yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to Self-Care Society. I'm Carrie Shaw, and I'm the host this week. And with me, I have Maddie, a music therapist from Columbus, Ohio. Ohio. Welcome to the podcast, Maddie.
1: Hi, it's nice to be here.
0: So Maddie, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into music therapy?
1: Um, So that's kind of an interesting uh, question. or shouldn't be that big of a deal, but... um. I actually started off being an electrical engineering major, and I did that for two years and honestly didn't like it that much, (laughs) but um, I had gotten in the choir, and one of my big within the choir, because it was kind of sorority setting, uh, she was actually studying music therapy, and she told me a little bit about it, and I was like, oh, I can do music, I can help people, like, great combination. So I just kind of ended up switching into that, starting to get into it, and I just kind of fell in love with it.
0: That's a big switch.
1: <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> um,
0: and so what are you doing now?
1: I'm currently working at a mental health hospital up in Columbus. Um, this is behavioral health. And um, it's acute setting. So typically the patients are there for like five to seven days. Um, so it's more crisis stabilization. So they come in typically danger to themselves or to others um, and we just try to get them to a good headspace where we can step them down typically into a outpatient care where they are still coming in for treatment pretty frequently but they're able to go home at the end of the day (laughs) instead of being in our facility for the 24 hours type of thing
0: wow that sounds pretty intense
1: very like we have a lot of people that are there on like uh pink's list which is like a 72 hour hold uh, meaning that they are not really wanting to be there but they're kind of mandated to be there so guess got some angry people sometimes <laughs> uh but a lot of times even those people kind of come to be like okay yeah i really did need this time to kind of figure out myself and figure out what was going on so maddie i'm gonna kind of
0: flip the script because usually we kind of finish out the podcast talking about self-care, um, Mm -hmm. and what, what the guests do for self-care. But, um, I'm really curious, just given the nature of your work, how, how does self-care play a part in this? Um, because it is such intense work that you're doing.
1: Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to um, my coworkers about this earlier. Uh, it's, there's a lot of stuff that happens and a lot of heavy stuff that we talk to um, with people because normally we're talking to them to do an assessment within the first like 24 hours of them being at the facility. So they're most of the time at the lowest of their lows. Um, And so there's a lot of stuff going on um, in their lives and just everything kind of piling up at once. So hearing a lot of those stories and a lot of the stuff going on um, can be kind of hard sometimes. Um, I personally like, talking with others like my coworkers and everything to just kind of debrief a little bit helps quite a lot. Um, Just kind of like that almost venting, but like just kind of sorting out your own thoughts um, on top of everything else. But I also like to just kind of mindlessly play video games, honestly, (laughs) just like turn off my brain a little bit and focus on something else um, and give myself time to kind of get out of that mindset and come back to it when I'm a a little bit more of a level-headed space.
0: That's great. I think that um, you might be the first person who's talked about video games and how valuable they are um, as a self-care tool. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Oh, yeah, I I love it. Like, I play (laughs) um, a lot of open-world games, stuff like that, where you can just kind of submerge yourself into a different world. So, like, I play, like, Minecraft, um, which is a sandbox type of game. Um, I'm really into Dungeons and Dragons, which is a very, like, tabletop, board, um, like, imagination, like, heavy type of game. Um, Skyrim, where you're just, like, medieval and, like, in that kind of setting. So anything that's kind of open world, I can just explore and just be out of the current <laughs> world and <in> society.
0: <laughs> that's pretty fascinating. And so you really get to be... I mean, I'm familiar with some of those games and like you get to be this different character. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow, that's really neat. So making sure that we're keeping video games on our self-care list. Awesome. (laughs) So my next question is, um, I know that you have an Instagram presence uh, as a musician. And um, I'm just wondering who who is the Maddie that people see on the outside? What What is that kind of persona like? And um, yeah, like how do you exist in this kind of virtual world?
1: Yeah, um, so currently my um, Instagram is focused, at least my music Instagram is very focused on um, doing some sort of music activity every day um, for a year. So I'm on day 280 of 365 right now um Woohoo. so yeah <laughs> it's been really interesting to kind of keep that up and like i've never been the type to keep any kind of schedule <laughs> so <laughs> being able to like daily like make sure i do this um has been pretty eye-opening um but i i There's a lot of days where I'm just like, man, I really don't want to do this. Or I come home and I'm just like laying in bed and everything's like, I'm like, all right, I'm done for the day. I'm like, man, I haven't done my video yet. (laughs) (laughs) And so like having to get up and do that kind of stuff. Um, But That's a
0: huge commitment.
1: It is. (laughs) I mean,
0: I think brushing my teeth might be the only thing that I've ever done for a year every day. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's been it's been hard, um, but it's really interesting because like a, a lot of people see that like I'm I'm pretty motivated for the most part. Um, I have a pretty good like or like upbeat personality most of the time. So it's pretty easy to um, talk with me, just kind of like get to know me. I'm very open to talking to new people and trying to build those connections with others. But I'm a very awkward person and I rather not talk to people most of the time. <laughs> So, so
0: thanks for being on our podcast
1: yeah of course <laughs> so, like i was i mean i'm engineering i was like oh like i was like when i saw the message i was like huh i was like that yeah would be really cool but like also i'm really bad at talking to people but okay <laughs> <laughs> um so but like i like i do like to step outside my comfort zone as well um but yeah i'm i'm pretty for the most part a pretty big introvert even though i give off the extrovert energy
0: (laughs) right right Uh, i mean because your your instagram that's how i see you i think is that you're you're extroverted and really um i mean i i guess i know you through Mm -hmm. a, a rock camp for kids um where you know you've got to put on that extrovert hat to be working with kids so
1: Exactly. Um, it's interesting
0: <laughs> to find out that you you see yourself as an introvert. Um,
1: yeah, I like I will absolutely like I could spend multiple days in my house in my room playing video games or like just listen to music, chilling out. Maybe have one or two people that I talk to and be completely content with my life. <laughs> 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 but, but I also realize that that's typically not realistic for long term. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there, it sounds like the real r-e-e-l maddie is this um extroverted person who is playing music every day and really committed to this um instagram account and doing this project um but Mm. the the r-e-a-l maddie is more introverted and likes to spend time alone
1: yeah for the most part (laughs) (laughs) um
0: so i i wanted to circle back around about something you said um about oh gosh and now i'm oh i i just wonder um how so how does music therapy um like how does that work with who you are um as a person like i guess um can you tell us more about music therapy in the facility that you're working in
1: yeah um so i do um there's a lot of different ways that music therapy can be kind of implemented implemented, but um, the way that I have kind of taken my own, like, I guess twists on it is that I use a lot of lyric analysis. I take a look at a lot of songs and try to delve in a little bit deeper into the way that the, um, what the lyrics are talking about. Um, So I have a lot of songs that I'll bring in that like um, I'll have specific songs for different topics so like um if i'm talking about coping skills um i have this uh set where i'll do uh bad day by daniel prouder like you had a bad day you take yeah. one down um and then like it's a song called OK, All Right by David Archuleta, which most people don't know that one, but they know David Archuleta because of uh, America's Got Talent, I believe is what he was on. Um, <laughs> and then um, I'll finish out that session. Like I'll have a list of a bunch of different coping skills. It's like 100 different ones. Um, and we'll kind of talk about it. And then we'll finish out with the Lazy Song by Bruno Mars. And depending on how much time we have left after that, we'll um, maybe do a little bit of songwriting with that but with each of those songs we do take a look at part of those like the lyrics for those songs so like with bad day um they have there's a line that's like you're faking a smile with the coffee to go um so it's just like putting on that face and being like oh yeah everything's fine even though it might not be right
0: yes (laughs) Um, and we're all many of us are guilty of that
1: oh yeah like it's very common um it's that concept of being like, if someone asks you like how you're doing or something, most of the time people are just like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, don't even take the time to think about how they're actually feeling. Um, And being able to address that and be like, okay, like how are you actually feeling in this moment? Um, With the uh, okay. All right. Song. um, The whole chorus is we're repeating this line. um, uh, I think it's, it's fine. I'm fine. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. And so Kind of that concept of talking yourself down, right? Like, Because probably if you're sitting in the mirror being like, it's fine, I'm fine, okay, all right. You're probably not fine at the moment. <laughs> um, but trying to get yourself back to that good headspace because when you're not in that good headspace, that's when that you make those irrational decisions. Like one of the lines in that song is also, uh, sometimes I want to throw everything I own right out the window doing things I know I can't take back. So you're in that elevated say, am mind. You might just want to want to destroy something or throw something out the window and then immediately after you might be like why did i throw that out the window (laughs) uh so that kind of side of things and taking a look at the lyrics a little bit more to be like oh yeah that's actually super relatable to me because like sometimes i struggle with my anger or like sometimes i just get it stuck inside my head um and figuring out how you can relate those emotions to music as well
0: fantastic Wow. Thank you for explaining how that works. And um, it sounds like a really relevant tool to be working, using with young people.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, um, and it's interesting with a lot of the younger kids because they, a lot of them are really into like rap and stuff like that. Um, And unfortunately, a lot of the rap that they do listen to isn't the kind that's super like (laughs) in-depth. It's a lot of times the ones talking more about like sex and drugs and stuff like that, which is unfortunate. And there is some that like, or like a lot talking about like um, just like the killings and murders going on, which is relatable to them. Um, but yeah. at the same time, it does foster that kind of mindset as well, which it music is a powerful tool, like, but it's also kind of dangerous because like if that's what you're listening to constantly, that's what you're ingraining in your brain. Um, so being able to kind of be aware of that and try to be like, OK, so there are things within this setting that we can still or this um, genre of music that can either take a twist on more positive sides of things or talk about it in a way that is not as demeaning. Or like if you're trying to like clean up the language type of thing, um, there are plenty of rappers that don't swear on um, things along those sides that can kind of reframe a little bit of the way that you're listening to. Uh, music and listening to certain things
0: nice so i have one final question um what do you listen to when you're having a bad day
1: um what lifts you up? <laughs> so um i'm actually one of the types that when i'm having a bad day i don't really listen to music to lift me up i more listen to music to get those emotions out. So most of the times I'll more, more likely than not, I'll actually listen to more sad music Um, because that's, what's relatable and that's what I'm feeling at that moment. And so that's what actually gets that emotion out more because I, the ideal situation is that I don't just cover it up and just be like, ah, yes, I'm just not going to, I'm going to ignore this feeling and just kind of push through that. <laughs> so, um, and that part of that probably comes with me being a therapist is that like I have kind of learned a little bit more to sit with it, even though it's uncomfortable. Right. Um, and sometimes that, that can be kind of hard because like I struggle with depression myself, but just being able to sit with it and try to figure out, okay, where what can I do to get myself past this, but also what put me in this place? Like if there was anything that put me in this place um, and becoming a little bit aware of that and what can what I can do to kind of get past that and move forward from there and then eventually like the like a lot of the music I listen to it will some of them like a lot of the music is sad <laughs> but like a lot of it also mixes in with more positive messages within them as well um like one of my favorite songs recently is a song called bleak by Michael Aldag um and he has a line where um He's kind of like talking about like suicide a little bit, and he says, "Um if I leave the pain doesn't leave with me it moves on to you and you hold it and when I think it through, I picture you ashamed I try to control it so it's like that idea of like if you do decide to um go through with like suicide, then it's not a into the pain it's moving it on to someone else and that was kind of eye-opening to be like hmm that's fair. Cause it's like, you might be like, Oh yeah, no, this all just goes away after this, but it's like, really it moves on to someone else because you might not feel like someone else cares, but there are other people that care. And so now they're holding on to that pain. And that was like a really interesting, like when I heard that line, I was like, Ooh, <laughs> and that's, that's deep.
0: <laughs> Definitely powerful. And something yeah. that people who've experienced a loved one um, who's taken their life, like they, they might know that, but to put that into a song um for everyone to hear I mean that's that's such an important message mm-hmm. um, so i I guess um when you think about what you've learned about self-care and what you've um what you practice, Maddie, um, mm-hmm. is there anything that you feel like you would like to impart on our listeners and you've already shared lots of really good stuff, but any final words?
1: Yeah. Um, Like, I guess the biggest thing for me is like, even when you, those things that you enjoy doing, even when you maybe don't feel like doing them at the time, still try and like make yourself do it because a lot of times you will start to do it and you'll actually kind of remember like why you enjoyed it and like fall a little bit more into it. Um, but it's, it's kind of hard to like take that step because it's like, oh man, I really don't want to do anything. Um, so, but like, get it's like, okay, but like, I know that this is something that normally makes me feel better. So like, even if you're like for 15, 20 minutes, something that will, just to get started. And if after that, you don't want to do it anymore. Like still, then like, okay, you can stop it. But most of the time you'll kind of fall into it and be like, just kind of let that take over and get into those things that you enjoy because that's what's going to get you out of that negative headspace and get you back to a more like level head headed space that you can then tackle those um, topics and those things that you're working on or wanting to like work on.
0: Nice. Is that something that you come to realize um, by playing music every day?
1: Um, A little bit. Like it's like, for me, music was a, such a, it was a hard thing. Like A big thing with music majors in general is a lot of them will quit being music majors because they go into music with the idea that's like oh I love music and I want to love my job so I'm going to make music my job but then when music's your job you hate your job because (laughs) 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 and then like this is all you're doing and it's like it's no longer fun (laughs) right um so being able to play music for myself and just do music for the sake of doing music was a really big thing that like even got me through college like cuz i i definitely got to that point too where i was just like man i really don't want to do this anymore <laughs> like i'm not sure <laughs> if i even like music anymore um but like being able to just like go start playing music again for myself because when you are doing it for your clients or for other people constantly then it becomes so much more there's just more pressure on it um and so even this challenge like I don't even think about it, like necessarily doing it for other people. It's more of a challenge for myself. Just like, it gets me to learn new music to, um, make, make myself play every day, which like, I haven't, I haven't done that in like years. <laughs> like I used to play all the time, but like, I definitely is something that I fell off on. Um, but just like getting back into music for just the sake of playing music. And that's been super important to me.
0: Fabulous. Thanks Maddie. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for being with us today, Maddie. And um, I think that you really reminded a lot of us about how significant music can be in our mental health and in our self-care journey. So um, I wish you well, and I um, really appreciated learning more about music therapy.
1: Yeah, thank you again so much for having me. Like I said, like I am awkward, but like I really did appreciate this. And like I said, it's nice to step out of my comfort zone a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You did a great job. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And thank you for listening to Self-Care Society. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. That concludes this week's episode. And remember, it's not selfish. It's self-care.